0: Welcome to Nadea Markets Insights and to our special Focus podcast, where we analyze and discuss a specific topic of financial market areas. Today, we'll zoom in on Emerging Markets. My name is Carine Larsen, and with me today, I've got two Emerging Markets experts, namely Chief Analyst Anders Svensson. And our special guest today is Andreas Österhedén, investment strategist and expert in EM equities. Welcome, Andreas and Anders. Thank you. Thank you. We are going to talk economy, politics, high yield, market bonds, equities, everything from emerging markets perspective. Um, if we start out with a macro perspective, um, overall, the global economy is currently doing quite well, in spite of a somewhat political instability and uncertainties. Um, so, But how would you describe the situation? Like what fuels the growth, the optimism and the equity markets? Will you start, Andreas?
1: I'll be happy to one of the things that we've seen really driving the equity markets recently has been the pickup in uh, especially the soft indicators but also the the prospect of uh, quite high uh, earnings growth this year so coming from uh, actually having an earning earnings recession back in uh, the the previous uh, years we actually now see that uh, we can look at well we look into 2007 with the double-digit earnings growth from uh, especially an em perspective mm-hmm. and that uh, that will obviously leave some offside for the for the equities
0: all right and ans what is your take on the global development
2: yeah i think you're completely right uh, it's a it's actually a quite impressive improvement in uh, especially uh, soft indicators like the the pmis and i think we are basically seeing that the global trade engine is starting to to work again what what we've been talking about for a few years is that when commodity prices have fallen as much as they have Mm. it actually means that emerging markets which is usually producing a lot of these commodities actually lose a source of foreign currency inflows and those foreign currency inflows are perhaps what they have been using to buy machinery equipment in germany and so on so when commodity prices drop dramatically from mid-14 and to to early last year, it simply took out emerging markets from the global trade engine. And maybe that is why we've had a few years now of very, very slow global trade growth, Mm. very slow growth in, in general, and over the past six months, we've seen a rapid change in that. So all the activity indicators are part- pointing to very strong momentum in, in, especially the manufacturing sector. Global trade is picking up, and this is benefiting especially emerging markets, mm. but also our part of the world.
0: Yeah, and that's also one of the reasons we're having this podcast today. It's like focus on the emerging markets doing quite well. But how would you say is like a synchronized growth or optimism is, or is it very specific on specific countries? In the EM, Andreas, what do you think?
1: Yeah, what, what we've seen especially is, uh, you could say, the weaker countries affected by what Anas uh, talked about here with the commodity prices as Brazil, as Russia, is, is picking up better now. And that, uh, that will support, and that supports uh, the, the when, when we recommend our clients to overweight equities at the moment, it's on a broad overweight uh, on all the emerging market countries in Far East, in, uh, in, in Latin America, and in Eastern Europe. But especially the, when the weakest countries, they, um, they, 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 they tend to correct themselves. Then you see the, the dynamics, you see the industrial, uh, the industrial manufacturing picking up, especially also in, uh, when we look at in, in Asia, and, and, and that tends to, to lead also performance in the region which makes us even uh, more positive looking at a broad emerging markets perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. And Anas, do you have uh, something you want to add about I'm thinking EM currencies? They've had quite a great start to yield, haven't they? Or?
2: Yeah, but with quite a lot of diversification, I would say, okay. I mean, uh, of course the global uh, Economic developments are perhaps a bit more uh, synchronized, but when you look at financial markets, there's actually quite a big difference, especially on the FX uh, side of, of emerging markets. And that comes from the political noise we've yeah. seen uh, Turkey with the uh, referendum uh, last Sunday uh, had a pretty big impact on the Turkish Lira, uh, weakening in, in the run-up up to that. South Africa, we had uh, the big uh, clash between the p- uh, president and, and the fin- finance minister, leading to an almost 10% uh, weakening of the RAND in just a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've really had a lot of these political uh, sort of um, issues affecting uh, the market. So, what we're seeing at the moment is that we have a few. Uh, currencies that are doing extremely well like Ah. the Mexican peso up almost 10% on the year Russian ruble as well doing extremely well and then we have a few in in the category sort of in the middle like Brazil um, like South Africa and then we have a few uh, currencies that, and also India, and then we have a few that are really underperforming, yeah. like for instance, uh, Turkey.
0: And these events, political events, Anas just mentioned, like how did you, how was the reaction on the equities? Like, did the markets go absolutely crazy or?
1: I, w- I would say the main uh, political event that has affected the emerging markets has actually been uh, when Donald Trump got into power last November. Okay. And what we've seen after that, they, they, they actually underperformed around 10% to, uh, compared to the global markets. And, and, and as time has passed, and maybe, Anders, you can also support me in saying that he he, he thinks, or we think at least, that he's becoming more moderate and, and less uh, radical in his uh, thoughts about trade war uh, towards China, all his uh, re- rhetoric around global trade especially. And and, and as, as time has, has passed, EM uh, equities is actually now uh, tr- are trading above the, the level before uh, Donald Trump got elected. So a lot of uh, the the you could say the 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 nervousness about the political situation in emerging markets has has left. Um, you, as Anas mentioned, we we still have some uh, local issues. Also, uh, he has been very tough on on Mexico, which which has kind of now lifted a bit. Also, uh, we had the Turkish referendum uh, uh, last Sunday, and. Uh, well, and, but but, as an investor in emerging markets, you would expect that these things will will to some degree always be here because we have less developed economies around and that's also why you as we see at the moment the emerging markets equities still trade with a quite a large discount compared to the global markets um but but at the moment we are pretty confident with especially the trump risk uh and maybe also we can discuss the dollar risk a bit because we, when we take our positions in the emerging markets, we're we taking it both on the equity side, but also on the local debt side. Which means that on both positions at the moment that we we're recommending our clients, we actually have the 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 currency uh, exposure as well.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, if you look historically, there are two things that are really bad for emerging markets: that is a stronger dollar and high interest rates. And 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 I mean, we have seen. Uh some of that at least uh, so far and, and of course there's a risk going forward i i completely agree with you that uh, trump hasn't done as much of the bad things that one could have feared uh, but i also think that there's simply a tendency for 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 the markets to to react to the event risks so we had the brexit we had the u.s election and then we have had the French presidential election uh, this weekend and in all periods, maybe except uh, Brexit, you see that markets take a bit risk off, investors take a bit risk off going into these periods. So what we basically have now again is that the markets have taken a bit of risk off while the economy, the global economy has performed extremely well. So I think no matter the outcome of the second round of the French election and no matter What else? But once we get on the other side of these event risks, then we'll see financial markets really being marked to the economy, being, uh, I mean, seeing this positive sentiment. Exactly what we saw after the US election. Mm. People were surprised that the markets could rally when Trump was elected. But the thing was that investors had taken risk off going into the election. And after the event risk had passed, then it was about the economy, not mm. so much about politics. Mm. And I think that's that's the same again. Um, but to answer what was actually your question on, on the interest rate side, I think there, there are uh, two things. As long as growth is improving, uh, like now, then it doesn't matter that the Fed is hiking interest rates. It's the good reasons for mm. Fed hikes. It's a good sign, yeah. But the instance that we get Fed hikes because of fears of higher inflation, then it's negative mm. uh, interest rate increases and we have seen especially from china producer prices uh, picking up quite a lot and and maybe that is usually leading to some extent inflation in the euro area and the us because china is still i mean the world's factory to mm. to some extent so i think there is a risk that we will start to see a bit of fear of of inflation but but so far, it's, it's about growth, and as long as it's about, about growth, it doesn't really matter mm. where the interest rates are.
0: So how long rise. is this positive development going to last? Are we talking like by the end of summer? or we talking, are you positive like in 2018? Or what's, what's your outlook?
1: So uh, when we look at our outlook, we, we often tend to divide it into uh, so how long can stocks rally, mm-hmm. and how long can we expect the growth to continue? Oh. and and as we've seen I mean we we had, we've been recovering from one of the greatest financial crises uh, ever seen and and actually here in, in March this year we could celebrate the the eighth uh, year birthday from the from the the stop stock upswing we had um, and and as we tend to say a bit uh, popular uh, the the stocks uh, the, the the performance of the stocks will not die of age it will die of something else uh, and and as we see now when we look into the the future we can easily see this continue the next few years all right um
0: and that also uh, in, includes emerging markets that, that also inc- yeah yeah, uh, mm. yeah
1: that also include emerging markets okay but obviously when we do uh, when we when we uh, tactically position ourselves and recommend this for the clients we tend to look we could you could say uh, three to twelve months ahead because a lot can happen and especially in a in a, in a tense uh, geopolitical world where mm. everything can turn upside down in
0: in a short time Yeah, we've seen that this year haven't we yeah so what would you we start with you on us um, going forward what would you focus on we're still with the emerging market related uh, markets
2: yeah first of all if we just take very generally as long as sentiment is is good then em will do better than than developed markets in in terms Mm. of equity markets and bonds and fx and everything and i think that we have still a few month quarters with very good numbers ahead of us but but maybe we cannot expect the uh, the good numbers to to remain at these levels. I mean, it is it is extremely strong numbers that we are seeing mm. from, for instance, the PMIs and so on. So maybe we'll see a, a slight uh, moderation um, towards the end of, of the year. Um, but on the other hand, we have, as Andreas just mentioned, we have EMs being. Uh, at least on the currency side, which is what I look at, we have most EM currencies being significantly underweighted, mm-hmm. or uh, undervalued, sorry. So even though maybe the sentiment will be a bit less strong than we've seen so far this or in the beginning of this year, I still think that we have a, a, a much bigger uh, rally ahead mm. of us, but maybe a sort of a slow ground rather than this uh, very strong mm-hmm. performance that we've seen in the early uh, part of the year.
0: And what is the big joker? Is it still Trump?
2: I think there's a lot of, of uh, politics. And, and Trump, of course, ah. can uh, can make everything go away uh, with one bad decision. Uh, but there's also a lot in uh, in EM space. I, I think one of the most interesting things will be the Chinese uh, um, leadership change in, in autumn. Uh, okay. You have... Uh, Chinese leaders sitting for, for, for 10 years. Yeah. And now it's, it's five years into Xi Jinping's um, rule. And there you you tend to find the next generation of, of leaders. So out of the the standing committee, there will probably only be three of the current mm. um, members left after after October. And then you get an, a bunch of new guys. Mm. And among those new guys, you will have in five years, the next president, the next uh, premier. And, I mean, no one probably knows a lot about the people that comes in. At least that's what, what we experienced with Xi Jinping five years ago. There was, like, more or less no stories. One story about him spending time in a cave uh, f- some years back. But that was more or less uh, the okay. only thing that the media could dig up. So we probably won't know a lot. Mm. But, I mean, if there's something that is important, then it is what will China next generation of leaders oh. think about everything will mm. they continue to be pragmatic will they continue to be sort of consensus seeking or kind of is is i think Close it's changing down. there yeah. as well so i think that will be extremely interesting I'm, I'm not sure it will be sort of a market event or something where we can i mean we'll not be a, a lot wiser at that point but mm-hmm. gradually getting oh. to know these new uh, leaders that i think will okay. be extremely important
0: and andreas what would you focus on particularly
2: i will uh, be looking
1: at china as well as uh, as anas mentioned and i think one of the things that makes uh, the investors comfortable at the moment we have had a lot of discussions on on, on the hard landing in china and, and 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 how the stimulus will be going forward and um, and one of the things that makes me comfortable is is the focus that that the current government have is have stability. so so that will be a focus for the investors well as well mm-hmm. Of course, all eyes will be uh, put towards uh, the commodity prices and, and the oil prices as well, because that's, that has such a large influence. But, but uh, just as much on the, on the global trade, I think uh, one of the things that we see, and especially looking into Asia uh, and the production, then um, if, we see, if we continue seeing these positive tendencies we uh, it will definitely be positive and and especially when when things go as they do in us uh, and and in europe and and the rest of the world at the moment that that will be positive for the emerging markets
0: mm-hmm. so your last recommendations in terms of em
1: that will be to uh at the moment overweight em and uh, but 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 have the things in mind that 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 it is a bit more volatile uh, mm. in the emerging markets economies but it also it's also where you can actually gain the the biggest return so so, mm. so, have a balanced view, uh, raising emerging markets on, on, a, on a global recommendation.
0: Okay, great. Thank you, Andreas, and thank you, Anders. Um And we hope that you will come back to us and do another EM podcast maybe someday. That'll be good. Um, And then we hope to also see you again uh, here for listening in and everything. And if you want more information on the financial markets in general and on the emerging markets too, you can get that in our monthly EM traffic light on e Here you can also find all our analysis and reports. You can also visit our us at nordeamarkets.com and meet us at LinkedIn and on Twitter. And remember, you can subscribe to our podcast so you get them as soon as they're released. Thank you and stay tuned for our week ahead podcast every Friday.